You ever been to the doctor and they were going to check your reflexes and they took that little rubber mallet and they and they hit your knee and your your leg bounces out, right? Involuntarily just goes out and then they do it again and it happens again and they call that a reflex yep. because it's just what happens, right? When, when it's like a response to some stimuli. And our minds are similar, aren't they? That we our our minds are responding to stimuli, and in some way, automatically, it, without any redirection from us, they're going to do a certain thing. Yep. Uh, so we're going to talk about that in this episode of the Midweek Motivation Podcast. Uh, I want to welcome back Nancy Castile Hi, and uh, psychologist and coach that is uh, partnering with me in this uh, ep- in this in the series actually called Winning the War in Your Mind. And if I didn't already mention this, my name is Gabe Kolstad, and we're just excited to be with you for kind of this hopefully a, a month of intentionality on where our minds are going. Yep. To get to the point where, uh, Nancy, what's your goal in all of this? Uh, well, I think the ultimate goal, like if you did sort of a begin with the end in mind, is honestly, because we've talked about just, we've talked about understanding the the energy and information flow within us and the energy and information flow between us, between us and other people. Um, and... I think the ultimate is to get to a place where you understand how you can make change and relationship. Mm -hmm. Everything, everything in our world comes down to our ability to relate to the world around us and the people in it. Yeah. And God and all of that. Absolutely. And if you think about it, relationships are actually, even according to the Bible, the only thing that's going to last. Yep. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Your relationship with God and your relationship with people, they're the only eternal investments in this world. Yep. And so, uh, yeah, let's do a good job with those things. Yes, it's well, not your iPhone. Well, yeah, unfortunately. Sorry to say. I mean, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> even though Apple is still the uh, most valuable company in the, in the world, yep. um, it's going to be worth absolutely nothing at some point in time, which exactly. is surprising to think about. But Yeah. Well, um, let's talk a little bit about uh, this reflex idea and how, you know, um, how can we, if if your mind is constantly jumping to something, I mean, I know a lot of people who would say, um, man, I can't help it, but I always go negative when a problem arises. You know, I always, yeah. I always tend to think of the worst case scenario or something or like that. Or we all know people yeah. that are like that. You go like, oh, you know, I mean, please. Where did poor Debbie? Where did we ever get the uh, the the terminology Debbie Downer or something like yeah. that? Just because there are people that tend to go negative, yeah. At it and it is kind of a reflex. Um, yeah. So pick your favorite. Maybe it's suspicion or negativity or you know fear or whatever. But how do you um, reframe when yeah. thoughts are flowing? And you're in a situation, you know, as, as we think about like Proverbs chapter four, verse 23 in the Bible says above everything else, guard your mind. Yeah. Because it's going to, you know, your mind drives your life. It does. So how, give us some practical advice. Well, and it's interesting because, you know, um, thinking about that idea of, of what is the reflex, you know, um, and if you tend to go one way or, and it tends to be negative, like for one, let's just think for half a second about why do you want to change it? Um, what's the reason to try to change it? Mm-hmm. Um, because, and, and I would say, hands down, you know, the reason to change something like that is because it's probably not working for you. Hmm. Um, 
that that I know that may sound like the duh comment for the day, but 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 sometimes people don't think about that. Like they don't actually take stock of how they present to the world or even, you know, again, we're with ourselves all the time. You know, I always say, who's the one person that hears everything you say? It's you. So, so it's not just like my relationship with others. It's also my relationship with myself. Hmm. Am I doing things? Am I allowing myself to be in a place or to get to a place where I'm more content? Um, and, and I think a lot content, I'm curious what you mean by content. Yeah. I don't say happy anymore because happy just seems very surface. It does, Um, doesn't it? And, and so I really, I, I like the idea of, of a deeper contentment in life, like where you're really, where you actually experience joy. Hmm. Um, and joy doesn't have to be like, I'm at, you know, whatever that sandpoint my amusement park is. I don't remember what it is. I've never been there, but um, I know people talk about that and have a lot of fun. So if you're, it's not like you're an amusement park, but yeah. I mean, how do I find joy in every day and in every thing? Um, because it, if, if we've been talking a lot about choices, yeah, <clears throat> excuse me. And, and it is actually joy can be a choice. Yeah. But a lot of people don't think in that manner. Because again, it, however we've grown up, wherever we tend towards, whether if we are depressed or anxious or anything like that, you know, we can tend towards a certain way of thinking. Yeah. But that doesn't mean we can't pull it back. But you have to think about it first. And, you know, so, so what brought you there? What, you know, if there's, it's funny because I think a lot of people get stuck on how they grew up, um, you know, especially if they've had abuse or neglect, if they've had, you know, really tough going as far as how they, if they had learning problems when they were in school, you know, just all sorts of things that can make people go, mm, not going there, or I'm going to be defended. I'm going to, I'm going to go into everything and I'm, and it's, I got my guard up. And it ain't coming down unless I've hung out with you long enough. I really know now I can trust you. Yeah. Or some people really just always still have that guard. Which then, I mean, talk about relationships. That that really affects oh my gosh. how close you can get to somebody. Well, yeah, because how can you ever build emotional trust yeah. with somebody? How can you ever, do, if you're thinking about energy and information flow between us, how can you ever get to that point of having emotional trust if you're always on guard. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I think, yeah, you can spend a little bit of time thinking, where did this come from? But I know people that, and I, I know, and obviously I know schools of therapy, um, that live there, that live in, in spending tons of time thinking about how did I get here? How yeah. did this happen? Um, analyzing it or dwelling on it and not going, okay, and where do I want to get where do i want to go yeah which is cool distinction for your practice uh, and if you don't know nancy's uh, practicing psychologist and coach who who you know coach not necessarily counselor right right because i call it coaching just yeah. because it's a it's a, a more, more directive yeah. approach and at west side we want to take a practical approach too i often say we, we won't say it on sunday if you can't use it on monday yeah <laughs> you know because like we 
theory isn't really going to help us. You no. know, it's different actions that are going to help us. Right. Yeah. And, it, and it is super, I don't, I don't want to take anything away from understanding where that came from. Like, you know, because it is important to understand why am I who I am today? But, you know, I will often say to people, you know, there's, I don't know what age it is, but at some point we, we, we can stop blaming our parents for being, you know, for being whatever, for having red hair, for having, you know, for being, for being whatever, uh, whatever it is. I say the red hair just to make it so it's not always like, oh, my parents did this, you know, and, 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 you know, just, I, I, I obviously work with people who can have some really tough childhoods. And so, but at some point, we have a decision to make to look forward. And I think I've used this term before in our, in our podcast together, Gabe, about looking in the rearview mirror. Yeah. You know, and so I always want to try to create visuals for people because in the heat of a moment or in a, in a bad space that you're in, maybe I have a chance of you remembering the pic, like a picture in your mind of, of, whoa, I am just looking in the rearview mirror. I'm going to miss what's happening today, and I'm certainly not going to get there yeah. if I'm spending all my time looking in the rearview mirror. So, if that's a that's probably a good analogy for us to think about in reframing is you know to, to guard your heart. One of the things you got to do is be careful about what's what's uh, behind what you're thinking yeah. a little bit. Yeah, and 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 then and then, and then truly, what are your goals? Yeah, what are your goals for where you want to think? You know, do you want a happy marriage? Do you want uh, a good relationship with your kiddo? Do you, uh, versus a control of your kiddo? You know, do you if you have a, if you're a parent, do you want to have? Um, yeah, do you want to nurture a relationship with your sibling, even though you are butting heads all the time because mm-hmm. you're younger or whatever, um, or even older? Um, you know, so there's all sorts of all sorts of of ways of thinking about it. Um, I was thinking too, Gabe, an interesting point is the idea that um, every morning we all know that we wake up with so much, with a finite amount of physical energy. We don't have a limitless amount of physical energy. And so we can do things to boost it, um, but we really only have so much. And then we need to retire the day, go to sleep and and then wake up fresh the next day. What people don't often think about is we really also have a fairly finite amount of emotional energy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that it's not limitless. So what if we are toiling about stuff or really mad or just super anxious? And, and that's all before 10 a.m. But, but we only have a finite amount of emotional energy. Holy cow, is our rest of our day going to be uh, not so good? So, so it's something to keep in mind. Again, why to keep it in mind? Well, because we can shift and change. So I'm in a bad space. Well, do I want to use all my emotional energy up before I yeah. even leave the house to go to go to school <laughs> or to go to, yeah. to go to work? Um, or, have I had a tough day or I'm just super tired today? So the day played on me more Then I'm going to go home and have dinner with my family or see my boyfriend or girlfriend. Do I want to go in there in that depleted place? Right. Or do I need to do something that will allow me to have a separation from that and, and actually build back some energy. When I say build back, I know I'm kind of going against the idea of it being finite, but 
find yourself in a more peaceful place. Like, Don't use a, it all up. Yeah, because you can renew, right? Yeah. I mean, that's the whole point of sleep is exactly. you're, you're renewing, but there's other yeah. ways to do it. Okay, so there one are. of the things, two of the things that I found helpful in reframing, if we want to think of it that way, like, okay, you recognize that you're in, you're a negative Nelly today. You just are. I mean, I've found myself in that position. Poor Nelly. At times. Yeah. Nelly, Debbie, sorry guys. Yeah. Um, but you you're know, so lucky you didn't uh, use Nancy. Yeah. I got Nancy. <laughs> so lucky. <laughs> I have found myself though in conversation with even my lovely wife, Melissa, where I'm being a butthead, you know, and I'm, I don't mean to be, it's just happening, you know, and she's calling me out on it once in a great while. And I'm like, no, I'm not, you know, just, and, and then eventually it's like, oh, I recognize that sometimes it happens at the right time, which is instantly. Sometimes it happens at the wrong time or it's not the <laughs> ideal time, but like at night, you know, at the end yeah. of the day, sometimes it never happens. Um, but but I found two things to be helpful. Triggers and transitions have been for me really helpful. Yep. Like triggers where I'm like, what am I? I'm not, I don't feel good right now, you know, yeah. or, or somebody else doesn't feel good about me right now. Well, are you hangry? Yeah, hangry, <laughs> Do you totally. need to eat? Yeah. Do you need to, you know, get a little, move your body a little bit, you know? Yeah. So talk to us a little sleep? bit about those triggers. Like when, when can you maybe go like, oh, maybe I should pause and evaluate. Well, but gosh, I think you should pause and evaluate uh, unless you're having like, unless you're having a great day every day and everything's just, yeah. you know, you're on top of the world. I don't know that I want to pause and unless you want to figure out how to replicate that and have it every sure. day, yeah. then figure out what, what did you come into today with when it's a really good day? Actually, I take that back. Maybe we should actually think <laughs> yeah. about that periodically yeah. so that we know how, you know, because again, what's the best way to turn around a crappy day is to know what are the elements of a good day? What are the elements that went into making me have just be super content at other times? Because then I can go, wow, I'm going to do those today mm -hmm. because I'm not feeling so great. It's funny because people will come in all the time with different things and I don't know who's going to come in with what. And what I, but what I know is when people go, I wish I could do this. I just, like I never, like people use absolutes all the time and I really, really caution people to stay away from absolutes, especially if we're talking about the energy and information flow between us and others. Absolutes like never and always. Um, and, and, you know, cause they, they just, they don't do us good. Yeah. Um, because rarely is anything absolute. Sure. Okay. And then the second one is transitions. And what, what for me, that means like if I'm going to go from work to home, yep. um, or from, a from an argument to a project. Yep. Oh, how do you do that? You know, or because, from an argument to sleep. Yes. Or even just negative. Yeah. Anything negative to anything neutral or positive. Right. It's like, you cannot get there without a transition of some kind or else you're just going to drag, you know how that goes. And we've all done it. You drag that negative argument into your next conversation. Right. And now you're like that dragon who's, breathing fire at somebody who doesn't deserve it. <laughs> right. Um, there has to, the trigger is like, for me, I've learned is like, this is uncomfortable. Right. I don't feel good about this. Right. It's just kind of my trigger. And then it's like, well, what should I do about it? So I got to pause. And, and then that's my like transition is like my reframe, you know? Well, it's an interesting thing because let's go back to the brain again for a half a second and just think about the role of the amygdala in the brain. So the amygdala is this little monitor for, um, fight or flight. Um, and it is strategically placed 
uh, on in both spheres hemispheres of our brain. We have so we have two little amygdalae. I don't know yeah. how do you do a plural for it um, that are right next to our hippocampus by hippocampuses, I don't know, (laughs) and and right by the brainstem. And so basically messages come into our brain and it's not at all surprising that those message, that the amygdala is really close by to, you know, messages for anything. Before, like basically our transmitter in our brain says, oh, that should go, that's something visual. I'll send it to the visual cortex. Oh, that's something pain related. I'll send it to, you know, where I experience pain. Um, The amygdala does a little like sense check. Is this something I'm in, am I in danger? Hmm. And so, so, you know, if, if we think about it, like you don't, in this day and age, honestly, Gabe, we have really overactive amygdala in this in in this world because okay. because we the amygdala is really good for are we truly in danger or do we need to fight or fly um okay. fight or flee i guess yeah um but we now get anxious about everything so like so that a really good example of an amygdala of use of the amygdala would be like when you hear stories of people who wake up as they're running out of their burning house because the amygdala the the sensory input of of whether it was smoke or heat or whatever actually came into that person's sleeping brain and the amygdala went yes we're in trouble and so the brain then starts to act. So you're saying just so, hearing a so, story about that? Is that no, what you're saying? No, I'm saying so that is the sign of when we're, it's appropriately. I see. That's a sign of when we are appropriately uh, doing that fight or flight. But we now in this day and age, we love to be comfortable. Boy, do we love to be comfortable in our society. And so we do everything we can to be comfortable. When we become uncomfortable, we start to overinterpret that as a danger or, um, you know, we get super anxious, we get angry, we get set off, you know, we, we need to really have something that kind of cools off because because that sends all sorts of stuff into our body. Yeah. You know, we talk about, again, information and energy flow within our body when when the amygdala signals, yes, we're in danger. Um you know, anxiety, for example, and I know we're going to talk about it next time, mm-hmm. but anxiety is really good when we're, when we're out, uh, on the Serengeti doing, okay. <laughs> you know, doing a safari and we're, we have a lion coming at us. Okay. Yeah. We know we need to fight or fly. Okay. But anxiety about what we should cook for dinner. Or, you know, may not be where we want to have that same sure. level of, of fear or emotion yeah. come in. Because what it does is it sends a whole lot of signals throughout our body to get us ready to fight or flee. So cortisol starts pumping. It, it actually shuts down things like, like it almost is like a computer and says like, okay, we're not going to digest for a little while Wow! because we need to save the energy to fight or flee. So, so we, it's really smart to grab a good solid stronghold that helps us be more peaceful and helps us interpret events more accurately. 
meaning not with a lot of our own bias, meaning bias towards um, fear of being hurt, yeah. bias towards fear of of being seen as incapable, you know, it, all sorts of things. You can put all sorts of stuff in there. That 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 we need to shift that so that we can hold on to a healthier perspective, a healthier way of of responding in the moment um, and keep our body healthier. Okay, so Nancy, talk to us a little bit about how, okay, if a person can fix their mind on something bad, which is often what happens, in fact, the Bible calls that a stronghold. Yes. Where, you know, uh, I, I, I shared a story a couple of weeks ago where I had a stronghold with money. When I grew up in a, I've often referred to it, I grew up poor. I've decided I'm going to start saying I grew up creative. There you because go. Because we had to get creative about stuff. Sure. And actually, that was the approach my family took, was just let's get creative. And it, it was it was not a negative. It was just the way it was. Totally. Um, but but I did have a stronghold with money where it was, it, it was I was fearful of it. I yeah. was, I feel like I didn't understand it, you know? Sure. I was never around a lot of it. Mm-hmm. And and so I had to figure out how to handle that. That was a stronghold for me. Right. A stronghold in the Bible would have been like a that place of advantage in a city that could it was impenetrable, you know. Okay. If you if you were in the stronghold, you were going to win the battle. But we we think of strongholds a lot of times as negative things. Right. Um what do you think about that? Well, I'm I uh obviously we do have strongholds. Um and some of those that we've talked about before whether they are anxiety, if they are victim, a victim mentality, you know, kind of a, um, man, I always get screwed. Yeah. I always get, I always, things don't go my way. Um, they never go my way, Mm -hmm. you know, that kind of stuff. Um, or kind of that same reflex idea, right? It is, is absolutely the reflex. Then, then, that I will, I think like, well, what if you were to take the stronghold and shift it? Why couldn't we shift it and, and create a positive stronghold or, and I know that sounds kind of schmaltzy, but I really mean it that we can choose. I, I, th- I like the idea of choosing a spiritual stronghold. Hmm. Like I, I feel very compelled as, as it says in the Bible to live more Christ-like every day. Yeah. And as a human being, I fail ongoing um, because I love to prove how imperfect I really am. But if we are called to live more Christ-like every day, then why don't we have Jesus as our stronghold? Why don't we have that connection with God as our stronghold? Why don't we have that connection to time in quiet meditation or prayer as a stronghold? Use it. Um, and it can be, and I don't know, I guess maybe I'm using it as a, as a spiritual stronghold is almost like also a tool mm-hmm. that we have in our tool chest. Sure. To turn around yeah. that, that kind entrenched like the, instead thinking. of looking at it like this, I could instead look at it like this. Yeah. 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 That entrenched thinking we can get into, Yeah, you know, cause, cause we can really find ourselves, I think over time getting into places where, and usually I guess that's probably a really good word to use. Just, we can get into these entrenched ways of mm-hmm. looking at life. Um, you know, if, if people have had situations where they've been abused, they can oftentimes be very defensive about um, any slight that somebody might send their way when 
people are going to, people are going to mess up, but not have that same, you know, if you were abused when you were little, they're not going to, there's obviously going to be some really malicious intent there. Um, but somebody forgetting to do some niceties, um, or having their own hangry moment, <laughs> um, that isn't the same. You know, you have to always kind of, if you're living more Christ-like every day, if that's where your stronghold is, then are you giving somebody the grace to be human and the grace mm-hmm. to be able to screw up, but come back and, and self-correct, you know, and go like, oh man, I didn't mean that. Sorry. Yeah. You know, um, and, and, and just, you know, so then it's a matter of, uh, of finding peace like are you finding peace and how do you find peace i use it all the time with people that that if they come in with whatever they they are having a problem with they'll say i can never do this and i'll say okay one thing i know for certain is that you do it somewhere rarely i don't know that i've ever actually in 30 some years of doing this work i don't know that i've ever had had anybody where that where i can't find that they can do that behavior or that it's social some, skill somewhere yeah and then then our key is to think about it and how do we replicate it how mm, do we make it so happen good. more often yeah. so you know that's something to really ponder is that how, is. Yeah. Uh, well, it reminds me, you, I just, the, the verse came into my head as soon as you said that, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, is one of those reframings. Like, no, wait a minute. I'm not a total loser. There's totally. Time, yeah. And if Christ is with me and if God is with me and he's empowering me, then, you know, I can. That's good. That's a good place for us to stop and uh, say thank you for being with us for the midweek motivation episode of the Westside podcast. And uh, just kind of a, maybe an ending thought is then, OK, when you feel like your mind's going the wrong direction, know that you can actually change it you by can. choosing your new stronghold. I love that. Yeah. And uh, we're going to come back again next week with episode number four in this series on winning the war in your mind. But in the meantime, we would love to invite you to subscribe and share this content and then also to join us at Westside Community Church for a service. We've got one coming up this weekend. You can be a part of it online or in person. You can find out more at westsidecommunitychurch.com. But we hope you have a great week and we'll see you again next week.